people of Earth and Anchor podcast listeners. Welcome to the very first 2022 show. Did you miss me? Hats off to all the dedicated medical workers out there. Happy birthday today to my cousin Mary Claire Rivera from Menomami Falls, Wisconsin. Her birthday pals include Stephanie Eva Polito, Eddie Remond, who turns 40 today, Melinda McCabin's dog, Mac Musha McCabin, who turns nine, Kate McKinnon, The Walking Dead's Norman Reedus, and Rowan Atkinson. Also, a very special congratulations to Cassandra Edelman of Florida. She just welcomed her third son, Cole Christopher Edelman, today. The newborn joins elated big brothers Carson and Cooper. A belated birthday shout-outs to Paige Woodbury Dot. Woodbury's daughter, Avery, who turned six, Bradley Cooper, Robert Duvall, who made his film debut as the non-speaking Boo Radley in 1962's To Kill a Mockingbird, Diane Keaton, Clancy Brown, a.k.a. the voice of Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob SquarePants, anime director Hayao Miyazaki, the man behind Spirited Away, Nausicaa, My Neighbor Totoro, and many others. They had birthdays yesterday. 2007's Freedom Riders, the 1970 TV soap All My Children, the 1996 drama Nixon, and 2018's Insidious The Last Key were all released on that day in their respective years as well. Also, yesterday marked Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden's seventh wedding anniversary. Congratulations. <laughs> Tomorrow, Elisa O'Brien's My Little Pony loving daughter, Jean, has her pony-rific birthday. She shares her birthday with the late Dustin Diamond, singer Kenny Loggins, Nicolas Cage, and Jeremy Renner. The king of rock and roll himself, Elvis Presley, was born 87 years ago Saturday on January 8, 1935. The late Stephen Hawking, Stage actress Cynthia Erivo, who will play Alphaba in the film version of Wicked, the late singer David Bowie, were also born on January 8th as well. Jane's doting grandmother Angie Bartson's birthday is next Wednesday, January 12th. She shares her birthday with the late TV actress Naya Rivera, Kirstie Alley, Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos, actor Nathan Gamble, Howard Stern, among others. 1981's Dynasty Soap, the 1966 Batman TV show, that's the one with Adam West, 2001's Save the Last Dance, 2007's Stomp the Yard, 2000's Next Friday, and the 2001 TV show Lizzie McGuire were among those that debuted that day as well. On to the news. Hollywood closed out 2021 with continuing fireworks at the box office for mega, mega blockbuster Spider-Man No Way Home, which topped all his foes for the third straight week with 52.7 million, bringing its total to 609.9 million. That ranks the 10th all-time earner in North America. Globally, the web crawlers made 1.37 billion, a total that puts him above Black Panther and makes him the 12th highest grossing film worldwide. Tom Holland's standalone film as the famous web gave a huge boost to the box office recovery that began last spring when U.S. cinemas finally opened after a year 
of COVID-19 closures. Marvel Films ruled the troubled year, accounting for four of the top for the top four movies of 2021. No Way Home, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Black Widow. But even with all the bubbly popping for No Way Home, there's no certainty that its momentum will carry over for the rest of the month, which looks pretty darn grim because the only thing that could take him out would be Scream. Well behind the hero was second placer animated sequel Sing 2. It took in 19.6 tunes in its second weekend to bring its two-week total to 89.7 million. That's a steady result given that family films and movies started targeting over older moviegoers having the slowest to rebound during the pandemic. Singh added another 54.9 overseas. Inhaling Spider-Man and Singh's Two's dust was third placer The Kingsman, the third installment of The Kingsman series. It only made, it made just 4.5 million in its second week after a disappointing debut. So far, <laughs> it's only made about 47.8 million worldwide, which is kind of stinky. According to the IMDb page, Benedict Cumberbatch has admitted to not reading the full script for Spider-Man No Way Home, wanting to surprise himself with a final product. And this marks Alfred Molina's return as Dr. Octo- Otto Octavius, a.k.a. Dr. Octopus, for the first time since 2004 Spider-Man 2, which is in 17 years. Sorry to say this, folks, but... To quote Abba's Mamma Mia song, Mamma Mia, here I go again, my, my. The rising honor current variant is wrecking major havoc on the entertainment world, and the delays are coming one after another. Many plays, like Mrs. Doubtfire, the 2022 run of The Music Man, for instance, have been put on a little hiatus. John Wick Chapter 4 was moved... From this May, where it would have faced off against Bob's Burgers, the movie, and Top Gun Maverick, to late March 2023. Shows like Grey's Anatomy, The Rookie, General Hospital, Station 19 are among the shows that had a delayed production start. Not to mention, earlier this week, it was reported that Sunday's Golden Globes will have no red carpet, no food or drink, no audience, media coverage, and will not be televised. USMagazine.com reported yesterday, Sundance Film Festival announced on January 5th it will no longer be hosting in-person events for the event, which was set to run from January 20th to the 30th. The iconic, music, the iconic festival opted to take all of their showings and press events virtual this year as the Omicron variant surged. The website also said that the 2022 Grammy Awards which was set for January 31st, was postponed due to the coronavirus-related concerns. An Academy spokesperson confirmed to Variety on January 5th. The new date has yet to be announced. Sad news. Deadline.com announced a few hours ago, 82-year-old Peter Bogdanovic, 
The critic turned director and actor of such classics as The Last Picture Show, Mask, What's Up Doc, and Paper Moon died today in Los Angeles. The site said, while he was be later be best known for his deadpan turn as the shrink shrink in The Sopranos, Boldanovic exploded onto the cinematic scene in 1971 with The Last Picture Show. A box office hit would drew comparisons to Citizen Kane and earned the filmmaker's only two Oscar noms for Best Director and Adapted Screenplay. With a stacked cast led by, Jeff, by Timothy Bottoms, Jeff Bridges, Syville Shepard, the black and white pick is in the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. The film was also up for Best Picture and won Oscars for Supporting Actress Cloris Leachman and Supporting Actor Ben Johnson. Eileen Brennan was also up for Supporting Actress. Bodanovic would follow that film with two more revered picks, What's Up Doc, starring Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neill, 1972, and Paper Moon with O'Neill and his daughter Tatum O'Neill, who won the, su- best, the Supporting Actress Oscar for the role at 10, remains the youngest person to ruin an, a competitive Academy Award. The filmmaker would go on to direct such films as Nickelodeon, 1976, St. Jack, 1979, Mask, 1985, Texas Film, 1990, and The Thing Called Love, 1993, before shifting mainly to television. Bodanovic would later win a Grammy Award for his sprawling four-hour documentary, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Running Down a Dream in 2009. Rest in peace. In better news, Deadline.com announced January 4th Chris Evans is rumored to play Gene Kelly in an untitled film, which is based on an original idea conceived by Evans. The film is about a 12-year-old boy who works on the MGM lot in 1952 and begins to create an imagined friendship with the legendary movie star Kelly while working on his next film. No studios attached yet. Calling all Beavis and Butthead fans, MGM's famous... Slackers are coming to Paramount Plus this year with a new movie. Slash.com, Slashfilm.com announced the news January 5th, stating, The streaming platform nabbed a killer deal with the creators of South Park to host 14 exclusive movies for the next five years, with the first two imagining what the town of South Park would look like after the four boys reached adulthood and endured the world changes caused by COVID-19. Now it looks like now the platform has inked another deal, this time with King of the Hill, Silicon Valley, and idiocracy creator Mike Judge for the return of Beavis and Butthead. Judge has been teasing a possible new Beavis and Butthead movie for some years now, going so far as to suggest the possibility of live action. Based on what we've learned in the last 24 hours, it is safe to assume that when Beefs and Butthead do return, it'll be cat for- cartoon form, albeit with some pretty major changes. The news comes about through a personal tweet from Judge, noting that while there's been no exact date for the return, everyone's favorite teenage slackers are all grown up, but need to get it together before returning for the first time in over a decade. They need some time to get back into shape. Variety.com revealed earlier today Adam McKay's Don't Look Up 
which stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence as a pair of scientists trying to convince the world to take an extinction-level asteroid seriously, has broken records in Netflix. In its second weekend on the streaming platform, the disaster movie has recorded 152,290,000 hours streamed between December 27th and January 2nd, putting it right at the top of its leaderboard of globally viewed English language films. Don't Look Up, which also stars Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, and Timothy Chalamet, was released in theaters on December 10th, before debuting on the platform 14 days later. In its first few two days on Netflix, it logged 111,030,000 hours viewed. I'm straight up flabbergasted by this, McKay responded to the news on Twitter. Coming into theaters on January 7th, 2022 is this week's only major release. The thriller action film The 365, starring Jessica Chastain, Lupita Nyong'o, Diane Kruger, Penelope Cruz, Edgar Ramirez, Fan Bingbing, and Sebastian Stan. When a top-secret mission fa- weapon falls into enemy hands, wild-card CIA agent Mason Mace Brown will have to join forces with ex-MI6 ally and cutting-edge computer specialist Kajia, skilled Colombian psychologist Gracela, and rival German agent Marie on a lethal but dangerous mission to retrieve it. As the action escalates worldwide from the cafes of Paris to the markets of Morocco, to the wealth and glamour of Shanghai, the quartet of women must forge a rocky loyalty that could protect the world or get them killed. They bu- but they must stay one step ahead of a mysterious woman, Ling Mei Shank, who's tracking their every move. In limited IMAX release January 12th, before coming into regular limited release January 14th, is the Japanese animated sci-fi film Bell, starring the voices of Paul Castro Jr., Hunter Schaffer, Manny Jacinto, and Kylie McNeil. Suzu is a shy, everyday high school student living in a rural village. She's been a shadow of herself for years since she refuses to sing after her mother's death. But when her friends convince her to enter you, a massive virtual world, she escapes into her online persona as Belle, a globally beloved and gorgeous singer. But one day, her concert is interrupted by a monstrous creature called the Dragon, being chased by vigilantes. As their hunt for the Dragon continues, Suzu embarks on an emotional, epic journey to discover the identity of this mysterious beast and to find her true self in a vast virtual world where she can basically be anyone. The film's director, Mamoru Hosada, and its character designer, Jim Kimbooth, both had an admiration for each other's work. While Hosada was attending the Oscars ceremony for his 2018 film, Arai, the two were able to meet face-to-face for the first time. It was there 
They said that they would work together on a future project, which eventually became this film. Now, if you excuse me for the bad vampire voice, coming exclusively to Amazon Prime Video on January 14th, 2022, is the computer animated monster comedy Hotel Transylvania, Transmorphmania, starring the voices of Selena Gomez, Andy Samberg, Jim Gaffigan, Catherine Hogg, Steve Buscemi, Asher Minkoff, Molly Shannon, Fran Drescher, Keegan-Michael Key, and David Spade. For 10 years, Dracula, the mummy, Frankenstein, the daughter Mavis, and her hus- human husband, Johnny, and the rest of the Hotel Transylvania cast has entertained audiences. On January 14th, it's time for them, for z- them to do one monster of a finale film. Then Van Helsing's mysterious new invention, the monstrification ray, goes haywire. Drac and his monster pals are all transformed into <gasps> humans, and Johnny becomes a monster. In their new bodies, Drac is stripped of his palace, and an exuberant Johnny loves life as a monster. They must team up and race across the globe before to find a cure before it is too late, before they drive each other nuts. With the help of from Mavis and the hilarious now human drag pack, the heat is on to find a way to switch them back before their transformations become permanent ones. The last few topics revolve around the horror, thriller, supernatural genre. Now on DVD is the horror comedy Black Friday, starring the talents of Devon Sawa, Bruce Campbell, and Michael J. Watt. On Thanksgiving night, a group of toy and store employees begrudgingly arrive to open the store at midnight for the most crazy shopping day of the year. Meanwhile, an alien parasite crashing to Earth in a meteor and unbeknownst to the employees, latches itself onto the holiday shoppers, turning them to vicious monsters. This band of misfits, led by store manager Jonathan, and long-time employee Ken soon find themselves battling against hordes of holiday shoppers transformed into monstrous creatures by the parasite on a murderous rampage. Will they survive? Also on DVD this Friday, this week is the supernatural horror film Antlers, starring the talents of Jesse Plemons, Carrie Russell, Jeremy T. Thomas and Graham Greene. In a small Oregon town, school teacher Julia Meadows and her brother Paul, who is the local sheriff, become concerned when they learn one of her students, a young boy named Lucas, is discreetly keeping a vicious supernatural creature inside his house. This is the third time that Jesse Plemons has played the role of a sheriff. After 2018's Game Night and 2017's American Made, and this film is actually based on the on a short story by Nick Antosca called The Quiet Boy, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode is far from over. When Halloween Kills 
slashes its way onto DVD stores January 11, 2022. The film, which came out into theaters and on Peacock November October 15th, and stars the talents of Jamie Lee Curtis, Anthony Michael Hall, Judy Greer, Andy Machalek, made over 131 victims worldwide. The long-awaited follow-up to 2018's hit Halloween slashes its way to DVD soon. Taking place after that film ended, minutes after Lori Strode, her daughter Karen, and granddaughter Allison left monster Michael Myers trapped and burning in Lori's basement, Lori is rushed to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. She believes her, she's finally killed her lifelong tormentor, but she couldn't be more wrong. Michael manages to escape from his trap, and his bloodbath resumes. He's bent on extracting his long-overdue revenge on his old nemesis, no matter what the cost. Once they learn is free, the three Strode women join a group of members from the Han- Haddonfield community to hunt Michael. Did you know that 2018's Halloween was released exactly four years, 40 years after the original Halloween in 1978? This film was released 40 years after 1981's Halloween Kills, and its sequel, Halloween Ends, which will come out this October, will be released 40 years after 1982's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. What's interesting is that Kyle Richard, who plays Lindsay Wallace in the films, real-life firstborn daughter, was born on October 31, 1988, just 10 years after the original 1978 Halloween was made and released. And finally, coming soon down next day to January 4th, one take news bring word that Tobin Bell could be reprising his role as John Kramer slash Jigsaw in an upcoming Saw film, reportedly intended to be a John Kramer story. According to the outlet, the movie would be told from Kramer's point of view and could take place before Saw 3. The script for the potential 10th film featuring the franchise, written by Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger, is in the early stages and has not yet been confirmed if talks have officially begun with Bell to make his return, possible return to the franchise. That's all for today, folks. Join me next week, same bad time and bad place on 90.7 WKKL uh, radio dial or on WKKL-FM as Horrifying Ghostface returns after a nearly 11-year hiatus to make David Arquette, Nev Campbell, and loads of other potential victims, well, scream. Kristen Stewart's amazing portrayal of the late Princess Diana arrives on DVD and much more. So until then, my minions, as always, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch lots of movies. Either if they're in theaters, if you can get to them safely and feel comfortable with going, on DVD or on one of the multiple streaming platforms out there. Bye!